Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flag Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody-Dawson. I and Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along to the Melchester Odyssey once again. I have uh, in my right hand the 21st of January 1984 issue of Roy of the Rovers. It promises across the top, sign please. Uh, which, of course, is the centre spread colour picture of a top player and their autograph, Watford's super saver. I <clears> reckon that's, either that's Tony the, Coton, maybe. It's or either their keeper or it's someone who has a lot of sound fiscal co- advice. Yeah, coupons and such like. Maybe his advertisers. Uh-huh. Luther Blissett loves nothing more after a hard day's <laughs> trading than to sit down with his scissors and snip out some coupons from the newspaper <laughs> to get him discounts at the local supermarkets. <laughs> before uh, opening his, his ledger and <laughs> inserting his wages for the week into the uh, income column. Putting on his half-moon spectacles <laughs> and filling in his ledger. Uh, I would say that's Tony Coton or, you know, Alec Chamberlain. Did he yeah. play for Watford? I think he did, didn't he? I can't remember. He? he played for Sunderland, though. Did he? Yeah. Like, well, no, off- probably... no offence, but in those days, there weren't many black goalkeepers. There wasn't. That's not racist. No, Alex just... Chamberlain wasn't one of them. Oh, I'm thinking of someone else then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put you out of your misery before you get yourself in any more PC bother. Racist it was chap. Steve Sherwood. Oh, yeah, I remember him. Yeah. But just to be clear, uh, my point stands there wasn't many black goalkeepers. <laughs> You're right, there weren't. <laughs> and I'm sure there was one called Chamberlain. That's that's. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, let's just leave it at that, eh? Um, I'm sure the Lampards will be in touch. <laughs> Might Sam be thinking of? <laughs> I think you'll find that the percentage of black goalkeepers in the professional game in 1984 was 0.91%. That figure actually dropped in 1985 to 0.87%. I tell you what, mate, you do not fucking know what Lamparding is until you do a football podcast. Luckily, we don't do that. But when <laughs> I do the West Ham one, right? Mm. Look, if I what I try to do is studiously avoid expressing an opinion on anything to do with West Ham because yeah. I don't have many. Do you know what I mean? My only yeah. opinion on West Ham is I quite like going to watch West Ham. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes. That's it. Yeah. 
But obviously at the moment with David Moyes, I mean, I would say the majority of fans are now Moyes out, right? Mm. And I do this weekly podcast and I decided, I thought, oh, fucking, I'm going to have to take a position because one of my co-hosts is vehemently Moyes out. The other one's Moyes in. So right. I decided, Andy, to make my position that I was on the fence. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's fair. That evens it all out, doesn't it? So I thought... Yeah, that's all right. But what that means is it's a different way of saying, I don't care, in or out, makes well, no odds to me. I still have to fucking go and watch the cunts, won't I? That's, that's fucking more than acceptable. Either not have an opinion or to be not sure. Yeah, but that's in, right sure in football nowadays. And the people are almost like, well, hang on, that's completely unacceptable from anyone, let alone you, a podcaster. Mm. Yeah. Right, as if I'm in some sort of position of influence. You're a self-appointed podcaster. How dare you appoint yourself as a podcaster and then not have an opinion about it? Listen, I host the fourth or fifth most popular West Ham supporters (laughs) podcast, right? My opinion does not make much difference one way or the other. So I decided to not have an opinion because I don't care enough whether Mm. who who I fucking manage. I don't care enough. I've seen them all. You get to an age where you've seen so many managers come and go, you know it don't fucking make much of a difference. You've still got to fucking turn up and watch the cunts play football. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whoever's in the fucking dugout. Oh, my God. Literally, my completely wishy-washy, meandering opinions on the subject, right? Mm. It, it's a, it's, a, it's Patreon-only, this podcast, right? Oh. So, but that actually means there's a huge amount of engagement underneath. Mm. You... Every last word you say, no matter how tedious and inconsequential, and I can tell you, Andy, every word I said was tedious <laughs> and inconsequential. Make no mistake about that, right? Is fucking dissected by the most humorless people you have ever met. Oh, well, God. I'll have to take issue with your use of the word a few, uh, the phrase a few bad results, Sam. Let's crunch the numbers here, and then you're literally getting. The exact mm. the win ratio over a period of time, and you're like, yeah, what the fuck? Get a girlfriend. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've I've considered starting a Sunderland podcast in the past. Yeah, no, don't. It would be it would be okay. It would be, it would be quite fun to do. I've got I've got some good ideas. I think yeah. for doing one that might be a bit different. I know a couple of people who've got a bit of let's say a clout in terms of the Sunderland mm. fan community, which might make yeah. it for a good podcast. But at the end of the day. You're doing it for football fans, and football fans are mostly fucking idiots. The thing is, right, I do like doing it. The two lads I do it with, I, I, they're, they're, yeah. they're much younger than me, and they take, the, they take the piss out of me for being an old man, right? Because <laughs> I'll always, when I'm drawing parallels, I'll always bring something up from, like, the John Lyle years before they yeah. and they just literally piss themselves. <laughs> so I'm constantly walking into these old man traps, right? <laughs> analog is, sam they call yeah, you <laughs> it's really it's really funny like i'm just like they sort of pity me a bit um but i find that quite entertaining so i enjoy doing it for that reason but sometimes at times like this is tough and i think it would drive you like to distraction mate oh, get sure involved in that world considered yeah considered it yeah yeah it would be, it leave would be, we, leave well know, alone no <laughs> you'd have to just completely disengage from all feedback it makes me feel vacuum. better about you know, like the cunters. We give we give you a lot of shit. That I'm talking now directly to the cunter community because some of you are fucking weird and like feel the need <laughs> to like stick your oar in about fucking shit that doesn't matter to any cunt, right? 
and or correct us or clarify things or zoom in on pictures or any of these other weird creepy shit that you'll do right but i tell you what i look like sometimes i i do my west ham thing and i come <laughs> back and think they're not so bad the compass <laughs> at least they've all got a sense of humor yeah yeah, we're all in it together, are you? Some West Ham fans are like, you do not laugh about certain things, <laughs> such as the legacy of our Lord Sir Bobby Moore, <laughs> the memory of our collective mother, Violet Cray. <laughs> the, the, oh, the, the memory of the Queen Mum, who done so much during the war and the Blitz. <laughs> I still turn that one up and park every fortnight. Every fortnight, come rain or shine, even during the war when there weren't she any was pictures, there. she'd just be there in the empty she, stadium. In the chicken run. Shouting at, um, at an empty pitch. <laughs> right. And you, and you will never laugh, neither, about the memory of Captain Tom or any of the <laughs> yeah. fallen, any of our fallen heroes. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. At West Ham, mind you, maybe there is a, a lot of football clubs. He didn't. Uh, he didn't do laps of the garden. He did lengths of the garden. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, good job you got that in, mate. <laughs> so anyway, I have in my right hand the twenty first of January, nineteen eighty four. Uh, Roy the Rovers uh, with on the centre pages Watford's white goalkeeper Steve Sherwood. <laughs> and- <laughs> is that what it says in the caption? <laughs> Watford's white goalkeeper. Watford are continuing their long tradition of white goalkeepers. <laughs> it's something we've always done at Vicarage Road, says manager Graham Taylor. You could call it part of our tradition, I suppose. When I first joined the club, Elton was very clear. He said, we don't have many rules here, but one of them is white keepers only, please, Graham. We had a laugh about that. <laughs> but there's, but sometimes the laughter has to stop and I have to make sure that Graham understands the rule <laughs> and, and deploys it correctly uh, right anyway so I mean fuck me this is one of the greatest front covers of, of any publication ever, ever. Seen. <laughs> yeah um, my, wow it's almost bio tapestry level um, mm, there's a lot to unpick I don't think we're anyway, going to get further into the issue this week episode, yeah. at this front cover it says in the box, Roy's return to Melchester Rovers had been marked by controversy over his team selections and Melchester had struggled to survive the third round of the FA Cup when Roy looked in on the club's treatment room the following Monday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've got... His right. sauna sex club, more like. Uh, yeah, Roy. Roy's taken aback as he wanders into Taffy's training room, or treatment room, rather, sorry. Um, we've got... Uh, Kenny Logan, Glenn Ritchie, and Trevor Cassidy, it says. Um, and there's Kenny Logan on the treatment bench, um, lay, lying kind of on his back, but with his pr- propped up on his elbow, or provocatively, you could say. Mm. Um, and Taffy is gently touching his um, his lower knee. Um, Taffy is wearing a tight blue t-shirt and his trademark cap Uh, also there's Glenn Ritchie who is topless but for a white towel around his uh, his neck 
and Trevor Cassidy on the right hand side. I think that is it seems to be dead by the looks of him. Hang on, Trevor is Cassidy that... on the no, that's that's Charlie Carter. Well, you'd think so because his hair's white, but it yeah. says there. Kenny Logan, Glenn Ritchie and Trevor Cassidy all on the injury list. Now, Trevor Cassidy, to me, this is an, an amazing image. but And the first thing about it is that it's very homoerotic. It's like a piece of homoerotic. You know that sort of gladiator art that Saddam had all over his palace? Do you remember that? Uh, yeah. When yeah. he had all that sexy yeah. gladiator art, right? It's a homoerotic sort of gladiatorial <laughs> type image, right? It's like... It's honestly, it's like something you know from like you'd imagine in a, in a gay porno from the eighties sort of thing. I was going to say and I've never been to a gay sauna, but I imagine this, this is, what is it exactly like. how I imagine it to be. There was one, there was there's one. I think it's still there called. It was legendary in like London gay sauna called Chariots in Vauxhall, and right. you know the re- chariots. The, the reason I'm aware of it <laughs> is that obviously. When we were teenagers in the 90s, it was the thing that you said to each other, oh, I'll see you at Chariots, mate. A reference point, yeah, of course. Yeah, it was a, yeah. Homo- it was a homophobic reference point for idiot yeah. adolescents of London, right? Um, and uh, and the other, the other one of that was the Blue Oyster Club from Police Academy. Of course, Because yeah. the opening bars <laughs> of that song was, whenever they walked through the door. So whenever anyone was making a, a crass, pathetic reference to someone else being homosexual. The shorthand for it would just to be look at, to look at them and go, that's all you had to say. And you knew that's that you, thing, that you were referring the to the club. Blue Oyster Club. At, at any given time, the Blue Oyster Club was playing the same music. <laughs> yeah, it, it was always had on the same loop. song on. And it was so <laughs> poor, wasn't it? Because they'd open yeah. the door and like someone would go in there and then it would play. And I was sure sometimes they'd break the fourth wall and just look at the camera with a really terrified expression. <laughs> like, oh no, I'm back in the Blue Oyster Club. Hope I don't get bummed. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to tee it up on uh, on YouTube for later on. Yeah. So this very much is a, a Chariots of Vauxhall slash uh, Blue Oyster Club type scenario and uh the 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 what's his name not charlie carter whoever it is he's trevor looks, cassidy apparently i don't think i've ever seen before trevor cassidy he's like i don't know i think in i think and any of our gay listeners can correct me on this and many other things that i've mm. said ignorant things i think in the gay community an older guy like this is called a granddaddy but i'm not certain. right okay and, he very much looks like the granddaddy figure who, despite his advancing years, has kept himself in remarkably good, good shape. Nick. Yeah, He's uh, very lean. There's not an ounce of fat on him. He's mm. naked from the waist up and just got mm. a tiny pair of shorts. But he's sort of, his hands are on his knees and he's leaning over himself <laughs> like he may have just been... Knackered. Or he might have been... He might be being sucked off. Because, <laughs> like... He's, 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 um, his crotch is slightly obscured by the corner of some sort of cabinet and he Maybe. looks yeah he looks like he's been sucked off or he's just finished like wanking himself off perhaps that is Charlie Carter and he's been sucked off by Trevor Cassidy yeah. who can't see in while the picture while Trevor Cassidy sucks off Charlie Carter <laughs> Roy pops in to uh, see how things are going down uh, in, uh, in the treatment room Nicknamed by the lads the Blue Oyster Club or Chariots. (laughs) (laughs) Jalapeño. 
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. I don't know why he's sitting like that. Look to his right. He's got a heat lamp on his fucking back. Oh. He's getting heat treatment. <laughs> 80s physio systems. Yeah. Stick that lamp on his back. That'll get him right for the next game. Out. Yeah, yeah, he's what he needs. And then on the on the bench in the corner there, there's a jar of like Vaseline or liniment or something. Oh yeah, which I guess again. is what Taffy is rubbing into. Uh, again, very Kenny blue Morgan's oyster club. Body. Very yeah. blue oyster club. Oh Jesus Christ! Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Roy wanders in, sees all these faces looking at him or looking miserable because they're all injured you know who um, else is in great shape and he's probably older than all of them is Taffy I was, yeah well, I mentioned his tight blue t-shirt it leaves Taffy very little to the imagination he's older than Roy Taffy's way past playing age yeah and I've always thought him he's quite old but I don't know because he had a I think the previous summer he'd, he'd had that sort of fleeting romance with a much younger woman, hadn't he? Who'd, well, he was wearing that shirt, wasn't he? Was and he started wearing trendy clothes. And we, th- we thought he'd a, had a double with ecstasy. And now I think that he's like... Been to Ibiza. He might be back in that realm of trying to date younger women because he's yeah. obviously put a lot of work in the gym. Yeah. He is looking really buff. Doesn't, isn't he just... And yet his hands are so gentle. Look at the I way he's, he's delicate. Old, you see him in the next picture. He's probably only about forty-five, but for nineteen eighty-four, he looks like about fifty-five. Yeah, he's older than the others. And I mean, Roy. He's wearing that. He's wearing that cap, but it's almost like an affectation. He's not wearing it because he's in his seventies, like most old men. Would. No, it's a fashion cap. It's a fashion. It's cap. like you know, yeah, it's a fashion cap. I mean, you know, Ben Volavant, um Piero, Parrot from Del Piero, Volavant Parrot. We're looking it. at this. And thinking, what what if Taffy were to turn that cap round? Yeah. How great would that look? Yeah. And took it for himself. This is 1984, so a couple of years before Kiros to kill the cat. So, yeah, Taffy's uh, quite inspirational, I think. Was it an influence? Yeah, was this an influence on the formation of curiosity? Yeah. Um, I, you know, Kenny, Kenny Logan is having... Kenny Logan looks a bit like a lion, almost. He's just... Um, yeah, he's just lying there like uh, he's so proud and. Well, and, Kenny and, Logan's and really matured over the last year. I think he's been with the club for a year, maybe more, since the yeah, whole kind of yeah. Farago involving his estate agent, drunken yeah, father, shook off right. his, his influence. Yeah, he's grown as a man, and he's he's been down in Manchester for a while, and he's like, yeah, he's filled out, hasn't he? He's filled out, mm. and he's just yeah, he, he was he was sort of like a callow youth when he first came, but look at him now. Yeah. 
I mean, Stu's really gone to town on the shading on his thighs, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, of course, David Skew, who, who revels in drawing nudes, yeah, as we've known. Um, Skew will have done a nude-only version of this, this frame for <laughs> yeah. his own records. And it's available for a price, framed and signed. Yeah, on the- no, I do do specials. Um, I do one for one price that you can have, and they're nude, but their genitals are tastefully obscured. And then for the vet, for the what I call my platinum offer, which is a hundred pounds plus VAT plus cost of postage and packaging, you do get to see their cocks and balls, and you will finally discover who has the biggest cock. Here's a clue for you: it's not Roy. Here's another clue. Yeah, that's right. It's Taffy. <laughs> I was going to say you will never ever guess who it is, <laughs> but if you go back through the whole archive, you'll 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 discover. Once you know, when you look back, you'll realise it, it all, was there all it along. It all seems obvious. It all falls <laughs> into place. <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, so yeah, Roy Roy wanders in. Um, Kenny Logan, Glenn Ritchie, and Trevor Cassidy. All on the injury list. A whole forward line. Fuck sake. And Taffy says, I'm afraid so, Roy. Um, <clears throat> and then we get a close-up on Taffy's very, very rugged uh, middle-aged face. And none of them are responding to treatment. I've been <laughs> I've been studying rubbing Kenny for the last three hours and nothing's coming up. And I mean nothing. <laughs> and I've had a I've had that lamp had, pointing at Trevor's back <laughs> for half an hour, and his vertebrae still doesn't seem to have healed. If a lamp doesn't sort it, I don't know what will. Fucking hell! And none of them responding to treatment. There's no way they're going to be fit for our midweek away game against Rotherton. <laughs> I like how he's explaining the yeah a the bit of exposition cheers to that taffy. As if Roy doesn't know what's what's coming next. Uh, and Roy says, I wouldn't have risked them anyway, Taff. Not with the fourth round of the FA Cup, only a week away. They're just having a chat about the fixture list there. That's nice. Um, and it says, as Roy walked back to his office to try and sort out his problems. There we go. There it is again. A recurring mention of the word problems, which is as we've discussed, fundamentally what it's all about in Roy of the Rovers and that Roy of the Rovers stuff does in fact refer to unending problems. Um, and there he is. He's back in his... What's he got under his... He's got a dossier of some kind under his arm. I guess that'll be a dossier on Rotherton. No, it's um, not. So he he has dossiers on his enemies. Well, it could be, yeah. But there'll be one. It'll be it'll have Rotherton on the outside of it, and yeah. then when you open it up, it'll all be about Kenny Logan's dad, <laughs> his latest movements. Um, <clears throat> so uh, he goes to his office. Uh, nice green and white curtains he's got there. It's, just, it's a it's a fucking fully green office. Green wall, green filing cabinet, and the curtains are green and white. It's a bit loud. Uh, it's not what you would expect for someone who plays in red and yellow. No, it'll be like this. Fucking Blackie got this done when I was up at fucking Wolford. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had, I can't is. believe the cheek of the man, right? <laughs> he had the job for five minutes. He was a fucking Liz Truss of Melchester Rovers. <laughs> he was. 
<laughs> and he he's was. had the fucking temerity to get the whole thing refurbed. At whose expense? The clubs. Yours and now truly. it's all fucking green. Fuck knows why. Well, he's a scouser. <laughs> half of them are bloody half paddy, aren't they? It'll probably be that. <laughs> I've never asked him about his heritage. And I, I can't be bothered. He asked me once <laughs> for lunch with his mum and dad up in Liverpool. I fucking swerved it. I told him I had cancer. He believed me as well. He fucking cried for days. Then I, next time I saw him, I just said it had been a, 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 a scare, storming a teacup stop. <laughs> I'd just been shitting some blood, but it was all right now when it stopped. <laughs> That's what I say to get out of anything, because no one will ever question it. If there's ever any shit that I've got to do, I just tell people I've got cancer, and they soon fucking shut their mouths, and then next time I see them, I say, oh, no, the chemo's kicked in, it's all fine now. <sighs> I had a good opportunity for us to mention, check your bits and your tits. <laughs> check your bits and, and your tits. And, That's and, our and new you, campaign. Yeah, and if, if you're shitting blood, get it checked out. Uh, I don't feel that that rhymes enough. Can you? Can we work on something? Check, Check your, your bits, bits and your tits and your works. Tits. And if uh, you're blurred in from your ass, get help fast. That, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> see a doc fast. <laughs> but don't worry too much. You should see the doc, but I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I've, had, I've bled out my ass loads of times in the past. Okay. I haven't done for years now. I think it was... I think it was like when I used to drink and have an unhealthy diet, sometimes you'll just start like you haven't had enough fibre, right? And and mm. that'll happen. But the first few times, fucking hell, I was like, that's it. I'm definitely dying. And yeah, I went to the doctor and the doctor's like, nah, don't worry about it. Just make sure you eat some fucking fibre once in a while, you mad cunt. Mm. And now just go home and have like a bowl of broccoli or something. And then just remember to drink water. And now I'm just yeah. healthier, so I don't bleed from my ass very often. But it was a real scare a few times. And then one year we were at, one year on Christmas Day, I went round to my in-laws, and my brother-in-law was absolutely fucking miserable, unbelievably miserable, right? And I go, "What's the problem with you? You can't. It's Christmas Day." <laughs> and he was like, um, "Bleeding out my ass, Sam." Yeah, that was it, right? He went, "Look, don't tell anyone, right?" He took me aside. He went. But uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I don't feel very Christmassy on account of the fact that I'm bleeding out of my ass. I, d- I don't think I'm going to see New Year. Yeah, that's what he was like, and I couldn't really laugh at him because I'd been through exactly the same hypochondria the first time yeah. it had happened to me, and he's a bit younger than me. So I went, mate, don't worry, and I went off and I got him a bowl of broccoli. It. Right, I got him a yeah. bowl of broccoli from the Christmas table, like all the vegetables were out in bowls. And I went, eat that, the whole thing, and have this glass <laughs> of water. Went, what are you talking about? I said, I'm fucking telling you, mate, 99% sure that that is just, you've been caning it all Christmas, in the build-up to Christmas. You've been drinking every night, probably eating fucking crap kebabs on the way home. Because he used to love... He he went to university and in one year sort of doubled his body weight by drinking five pints of Stella every night and having Jesus a naan kebab every night. Yeah. And I remember going to visit him in Manchester. I barely recognised the cunt. And then he lost it by going on the no beer and not much cheese diet, <laughs> which cool. is his own patented diet. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure that would work for me. Yeah, yeah no beer and not much cheese. He called it that and um, he's really <laughs> proud of it. We still bring it up a lot and he sort of, you know, for years planned on putting it into a book. Right? <laughs> Quite hard to stretch out into an entire book, but okay. But... um. um 
The thing I mean, is, my do- th- daughter's been saying recently complaining. She got, went off to university in September, and she's been complaining that she's she always feels ill and run down. And loads of people, loads of her mates do as well. She goes, "We think there's something wrong with the building. It might have mould mm. or carbon monoxide in that." I said, "No." You're out on the fucking piss the whole time. Yeah, that's what that's it is. It. That's all it is. That's it. Your body's di- you're not drinking yeah, water because a lot of young people just don't bother with water because they like, think that nah, that's it a might wanker's be the drink. Yeah. <laughs> you look for any excuse other than yourself. Yeah. You look yeah. any fucking excuse. It's the same with loads of complaints. You're just always thinking, yeah, it's probably this. I read about that in the paper. It's never like maybe I'm just living really unhealthily. Yeah, I just but, said try um, staying in for three nights and have some apples. You'll be all right. My my brother-in-law, that, that yeah, I've got a great photo of him because I sort of talked him down and he couldn't be certain. I said, you know, you should still go to the doctor. I said, but trust me, I reckon this will stop by tomorrow if you just eat plenty of fucking mm. veg today and get some water down you. And uh, and then after dinner, we did that game where you all stick a post-it to your head with a name of some celebrity on, you know, classic yeah. sort of Christmas after dinner game. And I had to stick the thing on his name. So, like, someone's fucking, you know, Margaret Thatcher, someone's Marlon Brando, whatever, someone's fucking Brad Pitt. But then on his head, I just wrote, I'm bleeding from my ass." <laughs> <laughs> and luckily, because my, my mother-in-law's got a good sense of humour, right, <laughs> she, like, didn't say that like, everyone just saw it and laughed but didn't give it away. So for the whole fucking game that went on for ages... <laughs> He just was sitting for fucking ages on Christmas Day (laughs) with a post-it on his note that said, I'm bleeding from my ass." And we've got lots of... I mean, this is going back 15 years, but we've still got the photos. I might actually get one framed. Excellent. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, Roy's in his office, and uh, from the window uh, outside, there is some cheering. It just says, hooray! And Roy says... To himself, hello, what's all the cheering about? Hey, what's all that fucking racket? If someone's cheering, it better be cheering me. Fucking daytime cheering, what's this about? Not a match day. So um, we'll find out what it is next time. Oh, is that uh, our allotted time up already? It has. I mean, I I said we'd probably just look at this front cover. We're doing two episodes in one week this week, so... Well, it feels right. We've had a lovely time. That's the important thing. We'll be back with the next part of Roy the Rovers soon, uh, tomorrow probably. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.